number 6. We're going to begin in verse number 19. Steve, it's great to see what God's doing with them, them young people. Amen. I tell you, it's just, it's just great to see what God's doing in your life. I, I, I'm glad God can do it. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, in verse number 19. Verse number 19. When you get there, say amen. All right. All right. The Bible says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye, and if therefore thine eye be single, the whole body shall be full of light. And if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. No man, how many? No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, therefore I say unto you, for that reasoning he says, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Boy, I'd like to see one of them tree-hugging, green-blooded persons to read that verse. They'll spend billions of dollars to save a whale and destroy a baby in the womb. I got a problem with that. Aren't ye better than they, Jesus said? This come out of the Lord's mouth. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? Why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon, probably the greatest king next to David Israel ever had, the, the most prosperous, the, the richest, the wisest, uh, the, probably the greatest, listen, he was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore... God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into them. Something so temporary God puts so much attention to. Shall he not much more clothe you? Oh, ye of little faith. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Now, I could just stop and shout right there. God knows my need. I'm glad he knows my name, but I'm even more glad he knows my need. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. What Jesus means by that is there's enough problems for you to deal with today 
instead of worrying about tomorrow's problem. Would you say amen? Take no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Let's bow our heads and pray. Everybody's got a different need. Everybody's got a burden. There's some in here that's employed. There's some in here unemployed. There's some in here with great financial need. There's some in here that's been greatly financially blessed. Everybody's got a different need, but I've got a God who can meet every one of them. Now let's pray and ask God to meet that need. Dad, would you lead us in prayer and ask the Lord to meet every need in this building this morning? i 
introduce you to this friend of mine. He hangs out the stars, tells the moon when to shine. He kisses the flowers each morning with dew, but he's not too busy to care about you. everlasting love it bothers the Lord when we don't believe him it bothers the Lord when we don't trust him he puts us into places and things in our lives so that we can see him move in a great way and I'm glad to know my father cares about me this this particular week this particular week uh, brother Chris O'Neill got a particular job in Huntsville and and uh I'm gonna just say it if you don't mind I'm stealing your thunder but but uh it was a it was a pretty significant job and, and it was a blessing it was an answer to prayer and and they told brother Chris they said uh when you finish the job then there'll be two days before you get paid so whenever you finish then two days for processing and then you get paid so brother Chris used that that motivation to tell the the guys if you want to get paid on Friday you got to finish on Wednesday that's pretty good, amen. Well, on Wednesday he got a he got a call and 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 talked with the, the people in charge that uh, well there's been a little hiccup now this they just about done with the job and there's been a little hiccup and 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 uh, we can't give you your pay till four weeks. Now, if you knew the significance of the job and 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 all the crew that he has to pay and take care of for that week, uh, you know the seriousness of the situation. He called me in my office and, 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 and told me what was going on and, and uh, said, Preacher, what are we going to do? I said, well, the same thing we've been doing. We're going to pray. We're going to ask God to meet the need. This is a serious deal, but God is able. Now, sometimes it's easy to say that and, 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 and it's easy to preach that, but the practicing part is a booger. Say amen. And listen, we prayed and we asked God, Lord, you know the need. You know this, it has to be done this week. This is a dire need. Lord, this need has to be met. Lord, we know you can do it and ask God to do it. Well, I seen Brother Chris Friday morning and he come up to me that morning and said, uh, well, I just got a phone call a while ago. And uh, 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 he said, he said uh, uh, they called and said, just come get your money. We got it ready. He said, can you believe that? I said, yeah. Isn't that what we asked? Give the Lord praise. 
you know what? You say, well, he ain't answered my prayer. Give him time. That had to be done that day. Sometimes our, our wants and our needs get mixed in together. And God tries to teach us things and help us with things. And there's been times I prayed for something and it didn't happen. It didn't happen like that. Matter of fact, I specifically prayed in a certain way uh, that God would meet a need in a certain way and I had all the confidence. I did what the Bible says. I believed and I believed. And, 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 you know, and it didn't happen that way. But two days later or three days later, God did it in a different way. In His timing. And the way He did it, my fingerprints were nowhere around it. We just got to trust Him. We are living in an anxiety society. I hope I don't have to say that too many times today. Amen. Anxiety society. The word anxiety means this. Apprehensive uneasiness of mind over an impending or an anticipated ill. Apprehension, nervousness, uh, fear. Uh, There's an interesting tale, you know, in, in statistics today. Half, the, half of all the people in Amer- half of them, half of all people in American hospitals today are constant worriers. 43% of all adults suffer health effects due to worry and stress. 75 to 90% of all visits to primary care physicians are stress-related complaints or disorders. You say, what's the problem with that? Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Preacher, I'm just about to die under this burden where you're carrying the wrong one. Listen, worry has been linked to all the leading causes of death, including heart disease, cancer, lung ailments, accidents, cirrhosis, and suicide. An estimated one million workers are absent on an average workday because of stress-related complaints. Stress is said to be responsible for more than half of the 550 million workdays lost annually because of absenteeism. 43% of all employee turnover is related to job stress. Mental distress can even lead to death. Add to the list the mental fatigue of nights without sleep and days without peace, and we get a glimpse of the havoc that worry plays in destroying the quality and quantity of life. I heard a little story. Death was coming to a village. Death was coming to a village, and a man met him, and he said, What are you doing? He says, I'm coming to take a 100 people. The man was concerned about it, so he ran to the village and told everybody and warned everybody, death is coming and he's taking a hundred people. Well, after the night was over, he met death coming back out of town and said, death, I thought you said that you were going to take a hundred people. A thousand people died. He said, I took a hundred, but worry got the rest. Now, I'm not, I'm not, this is not one of them things I'm preaching at you. I'm preaching with you. Because when, you, when you, your secretary comes to you and, and, and you have a, a, a major deficit going into the month and, and, and what are we going to do, the mortgage is coming and all that, I wish to God I could say I was spiritual enough uh, to be doing all this stuff before I'm telling you. But God has been dealing with me way before I'm talking to you, so i got to get a double-barreled dose of it, so let's just all get it together. Say amen. Man come up to another gentleman and said, I'm, I'm, I'm in debt. They're about to repossess my car. They're about to repossess my house. I'm $50,000 in debt. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I, I, listen, I don't know what to do, but I'm not worried about it. He said, what do you mean you're not worried about it? He said, I've hired a guy to worry about it. I've got a guy that he, that's his job. He is to worry about my problems. He said, well, how much do you pay him? He says, $50,000 a year. He said, but you're $50,000 in debt. How in the world are you going to pay for that? He said, I don't know. He's going to worry about it. 
I wished it was that simple. I wished it was that simple. I wished it was that easy. But you know it's not. We are where we are. There's a possibility it could get worse. I, I, I've, I've listened to tidbits enough before I get carnal, then I'll turn it off when I start getting mad and get ready to cuss, then I figure I better turn it off for a while and get my spirituality built back up. But all this stimulus package and all this garbage, that's a bunch of, that's a bunch of garbage. And if we're dependent on the government to, to rescue us, we are in bad shape. God is, t- listen, He is cutting strings. He is cutting strings. He does not want His children dependent on nobody but Him. He doesn't even want His children to be dependent on their own selves. God wants us dependent on Him. I want to share with you just a few things this morning, and I pray that it will help you. It encouraged me. And I, I, I've, I've been going through what you're going through. Uh, you know, I, I, I carry your stuff on my back. Uh, I'm here to be the under-shepherd. I'm here to encourage you. And, and, and what bothers you bothers me. And what you're praying for, I'm praying for. And I, I'm doing everything I can to, to find God's will and find God's word. And I believe with all my heart God has a word for us this morning. When we're going and living in an anxiety society, when we're living where everybody else is popping pills and everybody else is losing their mind and freaking out and and listen, they're ready to throw in the towel and give up on everything and God included, I'm glad that we have victory in Jesus. I'm glad that we can walk victorious in this life. The darker it gets, the brighter He is. Now I'm telling you, it's nothing, it's nothing for God to supply in a good economy. But how glorious is it and how much does it magnify Him when you're in the middle of a wilderness and there's not a 7-Eleven nowhere, there's not a food line nowhere, there's not a piggly wiggly nowhere, but God provides you lunch, supper, and dinner. Say amen. Listen. God will be magnified in this deal. God will be magnified in this if we trust Him and believe Him and give Him a chance to show Himself strong on the behalf of those that love Him. But we need to consider a few things. Three things I want you to consider this morning. Consider. I want you to, I want you to uh, 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 concentrate on. I want you to think about. I want you to, uh, listen, not, not, just, not just hear it and, and, and be a hearer of the Word and not a doer. I want you to... I want you to uh, uh, meditate on it. I want you, when you go home, I want you to think about these things. Listen, when things start coming your way and the devil, do y'all know the Bible says the devil is a liar and the father of them? And when he comes to tell you, saying you're going to go under and the Lord can't get you, you just, uh, uh, listen, the king, when he threw the three Hebrew children in the fiery furnace, he said, who is that God that will deliver you out of my hand? All right, big boys, y'all don't bow down to me. You just follow your God, but I'm telling you, I'm fixing to deal with you. And who is that God that will deliver you out of my hand? Well, I'm telling you what, God did just that. He did it. He walked in that fire with them. He said, go ahead and throw them in. Them boys belong to me. And listen, until I'm done with them, you can't hurt them. Fire can't burn them. Fire can't touch them. I'm telling you, until God's through with you, the devil's gunpowder can't burn. He looks down and says, how many did we throw in there? My calculator's broken. I thought we threw three down there, but there's four walking around. And the fourth looks like, "Uh uh-oh. That fourth one looks like the one I said couldn't get him out of there. I hope he has a sense of humor. God can. But the devil's going to tell you he can't. Don't you listen. He's a liar. Hallelujah. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Amen. Listen. 
He's in hell. Y'all's pants is on fire. Amen. Look at me that way. Amen. Brother Kendrick, you ain't never heard that? Hallelujah. Three things. Three things I want you to consider. Number one, when, when, when we're living in this, I'm telling you, this, is, this stuff's real. Everybody talks about, oh, depression is just in your mind. Yeah, it sure is. And everywhere else in my body. Because it affects everything. Oh, just don't worry about it. Yeah, okay. Oh, it'll be all right. Don't you just love them? While they have everything they have, their, their needs are met. Oh, don't you worry about it. Listen, that's not what I'm telling you to do. I'm telling you to focus on some things. I'm going to give you some steps that you can take. Number one, you need to consider your focus. You need to consider your focus. When, when we get to that place of desperation, when we get to that place of need, and this is the key, this is the key. It's about need. It's not about wants. It's not about wants. We need to clarify, possessions on this planet are temporary. It's about need. It's about need. It's about God supplying need. He says this. He said, lay not up for yourselves treasures in, on this earth. Look what he says in verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, and there's, your, there's where your heart was going to be. He says this. If the light, the light of the body is the eye, the, uh, if thine eye be single or focused, the whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee uh, be darkness, how great is that darkness? What does that mean? It means this. As long as your eye can focus, as long as your eye can focus, you look across and you see, I'm looking at Brother Chad right now and I'm focused on him. Now, I'm okay, I'm steady, but if I have no focus whatsoever, if I do not have the ability to get focus and I, I'm seeing all kinds of things in my mind, I'm going to stumble and fall. I will not be able to move toward the target. It is your eye that guides your body. It is your eye that guides where you are. I've got a, I've got a my, my, my hunting buddy, uh, uh, Will, he, 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 he gets through the woods okay, but he said, I can't see where I'm putting my feet. He said, if I can't see where I'm putting my feet, then I'm going to stumble. Because he's, it, what's he saying? I don't have any focus. I don't have any focus, and then that, that causes me to stumble. You know, it's the same principle. Jesus is trying to say this. He's not saying it's bad if you have a Mercedes Benz. He's not saying it's bad if you have a big house. He's not saying it's bad if you have all these things, and if you have them that you're not godly, that you're not. That's not what he's saying, because he's dealing with anxiety. He's dealing with worry and fretting over things. He's going, he is setting the table to deal with the truth. He said, don't worry about what you're putting on. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. I'm going to take care of you. But before he gives you that truth, he is setting the table with a fact. What is he saying? Everything on this earth is temporary. Cars will rust. Fabric will, listen, moths will eat them up. The, 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 the Jews in that day, they love fabric and nice things. And, and listen, he said, if all your focus is about material things, you're going to be in bad shape because what you have your focus on is going to be destroyed. It's going to be gone. The Bible says the elements will melt with fervent heat. What you have is temporary. And if that's all you focus on, that what did he say? Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. 
The key word in this, these three verses is the word treasure. The word treasure. I, I looked up the definition of that word. That word means this, something of great value to hold or to keep precious. For instance, for instance, this little thing right here is a treasure. Y'all with me? They're holding it tight. It's precious to them. It's of great value. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is what we got to figure out when we're going into times of of, of famine, when we're going into times of great financial difficulty, when we're going to think, what do we really treasure? What do we hold of great value? You know what Jesus is saying? If what you treasure is material things, if what you treasure is that house and that lane and that boat and that motorcycle and that car and them clothes you wear, if that is what you treasure, if that is what you're focused on, if that is what you live for, you're going to be broke what are you saying preacher you know what you know when you find what you treasure you know when you when you find where your heart is when God takes it away you really find where your focus and attention was is my focus on the things of God or is my focus on on I uh, I, I was helping brother Chris uh, paint a house on the on the lake on on Friday, and uh, and uh, and I I burned up a brush too. I forgot to tell you that, but I had one of them big torpedo heaters out there, and and it was wet, and I was gonna dry it off, and I started talking, and I just got, and then I looked up. Make a good dust brush. This house on that lake, it's on a, a real flat lot. It's on a, I, Brother Johnny said he'd get you another one too. It ain't no problem. And, 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 and uh, that's why I can't be work half a day a week for him because he, he can't afford me. Amen. There was a flat, a flat lot in this big old wide porch. And I sat there a minute. See me sitting here. I can see a couple of coon dogs running across the yard. Horror. I said, Yeah, man, I could. Now I got to thinking. You know, I'm, I, what I got in heaven is going to make this look like a little shed. But you know, there are so many people who are killing or be killed because that is their focus. You know what's happened? This this Bernie Madoff thing. People's left with nothing. Because they forgot what the Bible says. Riches will fly away. But you know what? If they were like Paul, Paul said, I've endured the loss of all things. But you know what? I count them as but dung. I count them as but manure to win Christ. Preacher, what are you getting at? If our focus is right, the world can take everything we got. And then we could sing that song, I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather... Amen. We can say that. Because that 
is where our focus is. I want you to see the direction of our focus. If you're taking notes, the direction of our focus needs to be on things above. The Bible says that we are to set our affection. Set our affection. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. If ye then been risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. You know what will help you get through this time? Check your focus. What are you living for? Are you living for that house on the lake? Are you living and striving and sacrificing for something that's going to be temporary? Or are you living for things of God? You know what I live for? I live for hearing Steve tell me them little, them little youngins got saved this morning. I live for seeing Nathan come in my office on Wednesday and cry and say, Lord, please forgive me. I'm a sinner. Would you do something with me? I don't have much left, but what I got, God, I'll give it to you. Son, I live for that. Thought crossed my mind. What if it did get sure enough bad? What if it did get sure enough bad and, and, and 75% of our congregation got unemployed? And they come and took our building. What would you do? I'd sing, shall we gather at the river? I've always wanted to have a water ministry, amen. This ain't it. This, it's not about this building. Honestly, when, when I, in the beginnings of my ministry, and God has helped me get out of this, but... It was all about what God has done for us. Man, this is just a show where we meet. Let, let, let whatever come, but give me Jesus. You know your focus is right when what is taken from you doesn't keep you from Him. Because many times, and even in my own life, I got down a couple weeks, I got down and and, 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 and I found I was depending more on my material things than I was Him. Isn't it amazing that, that all of nature depends on God and God never fails? And all of man depends on money and money always fails? Our focus. We need to consider our focus, the direction of our focus. Then the determination of our focus. He is concerned about this. Jesus is critically concerned about our focus. He's concerned about where our heart is. He's concerned about what we're living for. He's concerned about what we care the deepest for. He's Listen, he is concerned about what we desire and what we are favoring the most and what's most important to us. Because he says this, man cannot serve two masters. Either you're going to live for yourself and money or you're going to live for him. Now, see, you've got to understand this. Some of y'all going to leave today and say, oh, he, 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 he's preaching the only way to be right with God is to be poor. That's not true. Some of the most godly people in the Bible were some of the richest in the world. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Solomon. I mean, it's not about that. But God knew he had their heart. Abraham went to the altar and offered what God asked him. If Abraham, if God would have said, give every dime that you have to me, Abraham would have done it. Because that's where his heart was. When God gave him a command, he obeyed it. 
Now, I'm telling you, son, I'm working on this in my life. This is, and and God is going to force us into that issue to get us to the place where He is the most important thing to us. Well, how is He going to do that? He's going to take all them other things away. And when we get to that place and we think, oh, what are we going to do? What's God, why is God doing this? Why is God doing this? Some of the stuff we, that was happening to us, we've done to ourselves. Oh, but they prayed that God would, 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 would give, keep that house. Well, see, what they've done is they didn't do what Dave Ramsey said and live according to their wage. They tried to get something they couldn't afford in the first place. It's amazing the things that we blame on God that God had nothing to do with. I've made stupid decisions in my life because I didn't pray about it and I didn't ask God, God, do you think this would be okay? Do you think this would be a right thing to do? So, oh, but, 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 but you, you pray and get what you ask for and you just go ahead and get it. And before, no, 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 that don't work that way. The devil, the devil said uh, to the Lord, cast thyself off of this, uh, off of this uh, pinnacle here and, and don't the Bible says that God will not let you dash your foot against a stone? He said, yeah, but it also says thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Amen. Y'all still with me? Because we cannot, if we are so over here, and all that we can think about is what we don't have, or all we can think about is our finances, if all we think about is how we're going to make it, if all we think about is what are we going to do today, listen, you can't do for God tomorrow. And God says, if that is the center of your focus, if that is all you think about, if that is all you're concerned about, is what you have here on this earth, you are no good to me. Because no man can serve two masters. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Listen, when we face this anxiety society, let's think about our focus. Number two, let's get to the good part. Let's think about our father. I'm glad when I was growing up that I had a daddy that could beat up your daddy. We may not have had a lot growing up, but bless God, he could whoop you. Amen. You know, there's just something emboldening about knowing that you got somebody that's bad to the bone walking beside you. It just gives you courage for some reason. I, 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 even if you're a wimp. I mean, even if you just can't, you couldn't fight your way out of a paper bag, but there's somebody here that can. Are you with me, Bo? Amen. See, that's why I always go to meetings with big guys. If they don't like the way I'm preaching, they'll handle it. Say amen. He said, look, Jesus is saying, hey, guys. When, when, when your focus is all messed up and you're worried about things, watch what he says. He said, get your focus right. Put your affection on the things of God. You take care of God's business, God will take care of your business. But then he said, look, therefore, therefore, take no thought for your life. That word take no thought means to worry. Don't be worried about it. Don't, don't be pulled in different directions. Isn't it an amazing thing that the, the, the Greek definition and the root to the word worry and anxiety and fret and over the Philippians where it says be careful for nothing, same, same principle word. It, it means to strangle, to pull in different directions. Your fear is pulling this way and your faith is pulling this way and you feel like you're going to choke to death. Do I have a witness in the house? 
You get to the place that you just can't even breathe. I mean, it just feels like everything is coming around you. You're about to suffocate. And, and here we are, anxiety and worry and fret and fear is about to overcome you. He said, he said don't be pulled in different directions. He said, don't be pulled in different directions. He said, take no thought for your life. He said, consider. Think about this, guys. And I believe he pointed. Listen, he said, look. In, in verse, number, verse number 25, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? I wondered what that meant. Is not the life more than meat? Here's the principle behind that. We look at the God who designed the DNA pattern and put it in a human body and made it out of dirt and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, he became a living soul. He took a handful of dirt and made a human being and breathed life into him and he became a living soul. He, he made a human being who could name every animal there was. I mean, this same God, and we don't think he can make us a sandwich. Now, which do you think is harder to do? Create life or make a sandwich? Jesus is saying, isn't life more than meat? The same God that spoke you into existence, the same God who made the Great Barrier Reef and spoke the world and it was good, don't you think he can make you a sandwich? Consider. Take no thought for what you shall eat, or what you should drink. And he said this, Behold the fowls of the air. Look, they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather in the barns, Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? And which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to your statue? Why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. Preacher, what about our Father do we need to consider? A, his past activity. Let's check his track record out. You say, you say, how, how many of y'all ever heard them birds out there complaining? What are they doing? They're singing to the Lord. Son, they're whistling their head off. Hallelujah. They're not, they're not fretting and worried and thinking about who they can call. God's taking care of them. What do we need to consider about our Father? His past activity. His track record. Listen, I'm not sure about I'm not sure about y'all, but 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 I hadn't missed a meal. I haven't. I, we still live in America, and I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that we are still in a place that 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 you could get some food somewhere somehow if you really wanted it. I was sitting in my office. I was sitting in my office last week. I said, Lord, I'm broke. I had 35 cents to my name, a quarter and a dime. Amy was abusing me that week. I said, Lord, I've been praying, and I, and, 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 and I don't, I, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to be faithless and all, but Lord, I need, I'm hungry. 
I need some lunch. I'm hungry. And, and you know, I, I, I don't want to press the issue or anything, but I'm kind of hungry now. And I was sitting there typing on and studying, and somebody walked through the door and said, Preacher, I'm going to buy your lunch today. And you know what I did? I'm just so spiritual. No, that's all right. I don't want nothing. No, you're not going to buy my lunch. You know how we are. We're up saying, please buy our lunch, please. But we want to look like we don't want it. You know, you got Don't act like y'all ain't never done that. No, it's okay. You know, you're getting your coat on. No, you don't have to get me nothing. It's all right. Y'all act mild as y'all want to. I'll load up in the car with you. I was out visiting one time. I was out visiting one time. We was out visiting, and, and, and the guys that was with me, they, we walked in that house, knocked on the door, and, 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 and they opened the door. It was guests, first-time attenders had come that Sunday, and, 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 and they had, Sunday had pork chops that big around. Do you understand me? That thick, that big around. Fried pork, not grilled, not none of that healthy garbage. I'm talking about fried, fat, fried, lard, fried pork chops. And if you've ever fried pork chops, if you know what you're doing, it, it smells up the whole house. I mean, we're not on door to open the house. I just, oh. We walked in the door, and all them guys with me, all them guys with me, they, they, we, they, we walked and said, man, we're just from the church. Man, it's good to see y'all come on in. Hey, y'all want a pork chop? All them guys, no, no, we, we want Preacher, you want one? Yeah. <laughs> we left. Them guys said, well, we want one too. I said, you have not because you asked not, bless God. <laughs> now, if you don't think I won't eat with you, you best not ask me. Hallelujah. I said, I said no, no, that's okay. You ain't, you, don't worry. And God said, well, you dummy, that's what you just asked me for. Okay, I'll, I'll take a sandwich. God met my need. Listen, I, I can go one thing after another. I had all kind of stuff up there. I had we could talk about we could talk about the prophet who the raven fed. We could talk about the children of Israel in the wilderness who had water out of a rock and manna and quail. We 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 could talk about the widow who God took care of through the whole thing. We could talk about all that stuff. But you know what? You know when God's provided for you. One of the greatest advice I've ever had in my life, don't doubt God in the dark what he showed you in the light. Abraham was called of God, he obeyed God, left everything he had, went to uh, Canaan's land, and the first thing he found was a famine, and he doubted God and went to Egypt and got in trouble. And the first thing we want to do is run from what God has told us. When, when God says, you hadn't missed a meal? God took my car. Well, that's probably because you couldn't afford it. Well, God took all that. God took all that. All that. He said, food and rain. We need to ask ourselves, we need to ask ourselves the same question that the devil asked the Lord about Job. Would Job serve God for naught? In other words, if you didn't have a blessed dime to your name and you lost everything you had, would you still worship him? That's heavy, ain't it? 
you say, God's doing that to me. I'm, I'm about to lose everything. Well, if he did it to Job, and you know how he felt about Job, you're in some pretty good company. You ever thought about this? That, that the Bible says that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. He's the accuser of the brethren. He is constantly accusing us before him. And, 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 and God said, where you been, son? Where you been, devil? Oh, I've been walking to and fro in this earth. What's he doing? Trying to find some accusations. And I believe he was accusing people before the Lord. But he never brought Job's name up. Who brought, the, who brought Job's name up? God did. So I know about all them other people, but have you considered Job? You're in good company. Trust me. Those two things. I didn't have nothing to do with the message. But God told me that while I was studying. If you lose it, you didn't need it. If you lose it, he can give it back to you. But are you going to serve him for nothing? Are you going to trust him? Listen, I want you to consider his past activity. Then B, I want you to consider his present awareness. Now I'm almost done. I'll just breeze through number three. His past activity and his present awareness. He said this. Don't worry about these things. Don't worry about your food. Don't worry about your raiment. Now let me say this. Does that mean that we need to just, well, bless God, I ain't going to go to work then. God's going to take care of me. I'll just stay home. And, and, and I, I just, I'll just go outside naked. That's, what I, that's not what that means. Believe me. That's not what that means. Because the Bible says over there, if a man don't work, he shouldn't eat. We have a responsibility. We are to do everything on our side. We're to do everything we can. We're to do everything we're supposed to do, and God's going to supply the need. We're not supposed to worry about it. Do y'all see the difference? I don't sit home and cross my hands and say, okay, God, meet my need. That's not what it is. I've got to take every opportunity I can. It's funny. It's funny. I get around other preachers, them dignified ones. And I've been hanging out with Brother Chris with my overalls on, with paint spots all over him. I was even told one time, sent me an email. I, I, I'm, on the, I'm on the board at the Christian school, and, and, uh, which is a hoot, amen. And, 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 and they said, uh, Preacher, we're going uh, to have pictures with the board members at a, at a certain football game because we're going to recognize them, and they're going to take pictures. Uh, please, no overalls, sir. God is my witness. Dignified folks don't know what to do with me. They just don't know what to do with me. You know, but here we are. Here we are. We, 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 I, we say, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm doing anything I can. I'm ta- Well, I wouldn't do that kind of work. Well, go ahead and be hungry then. Well, I wouldn't work for that amount of money. I'll work for $3 a day if that's all I can find. Brother Hood, Brother Hood told me a story. We were talking about faith and doing whatever we can, and he told me a story when he was in Bible college that he got a job at a, at a gas station for very, very low money. He'd been praying, oh, God, oh, God, give me a job. Oh, God, give me a job. Well, this come open. Because he'd been saying, God, I'll do anything you want me to do. I'll do, I'll, and here it come open. But it was way lower than what he needed. He said, and then the first thing he said, well, I did say I'd take anything that you provided. 
He said, well, I, I just trusted God, took the job. And, and he said, I witnessed to so many people through that job at that gas station. He said, it wasn't just a couple months. God gave me a raise to meet my exact need. But you know what he did? He tested him to see, if you, are you going to do anything? Are you willing to do anything to follow me? It's not about ignoring your responsibilities. You do whatever you can. You do whatever. Listen, we're in a time right now, and I don't mean to be lengthy. I'm sorry, but, but we need to deal with this. We're living in a time where people that were bankers are going to have to be builders. And people that were politicians are going to have to learn how to do plumbing. We're going to have to learn to get this idea that we're not too good for anything. We can do anything that God, whatever, Lord, let me do it. I ain't too good to paint. I ain't too good to dig a ditch. I'm not, I'll I'll haul garbage. Listen, if that's what God gives me to do and that's what I have the ability, let's go, roll on. Are y'all with me? Listen, God knows what we need. He said, our Heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of these things. All right, number three. Number three. What was number one? We need to focus on our, or consider our focus. We need to focus on our focus, Brother Kendrick. Amen. All right, consider our focus. Number two, we need to consider our our Father. Number three, let's consider our future. Let me give you these three quick things, and we're going to pray. Three quick things. I, I, I found this little deal. I said this before, but it's cool, so I'm going to say it again. I'm reminded of the simple living Quaker who was watching his neighbors move in. With all the furnishing and expensive toys that the successful people collect, the Quaker finally went over to his neighbor and said, Neighbor, if, thou ever, dost, if ever thou dost need anything, come to see me, and I will tell thee how to get along without it. That's pretty good, isn't it? Henry David Thoreau, the naturalist of the 1800s, this is what he said. He reminds us that a man is wealthy in proportion to the number of things he can afford to do without. Isn't that the truth? Listen, look what the Bible says in verse number 33. And we're done. We're done. But seek ye first. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all of these things, what things? All those things we worrying about. All those needs that we have. All of these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Now, let me give you these three quick things. Just write these. And by the way, the overalls deal... That was done, but it was done in humor. So don't nobody said, bless God, them highfalutin. That, that ain't what the deal is. They was a joke on me, all right? Church, say amen. Okay. Three things that these two verses teach us about our future. Number one, or A, the priority in our future. Seek ye first has to do with priority. We need to put God first. God, okay. Hell or high water, poverty or prosperity. God, you're first in my life. You're first in what I do. You're first in how I do it. God, I'm going to put you first in my day. I'm going to put you first in my week. I'm going to put you first in my finances. I'm going to put you first in my priorities. God, I will put you first in every area of my life. Don't get and make him, make him important. He don't want to be important. He wants to be priority. We can't just add him to all the other stuff we're doing. 
We have to put Him first and everything else will fall into place. The priority in our future. Number two, the promise in our future. Or B, the promise in our future. He said, all of these things shall be added unto you. And then this is probably the most important verse that we talk about today. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil there. You know what, Brother Chris? God was already in your Friday. But you were sitting on Wednesday. Worrying about Friday. When he had problems for you to deal with on Wednesday. But you added Friday's problems on Wednesday. But God's already there. Let me read this to you. We hear so much about the world's ecology. You know, we need balance. You know, global warming and all that garbage. We need balance. Well, God has a perfect ecology for our lives. Watch this. He has a certain number of problems assigned to your life for each day. How many of y'all can say amen right there? He has a certain amount of problems assigned to your life for each day. Listen, but... You go, or we, I say we, I, I've done this and been doing this. We go and add days together, and it starts mounting up on us. You say, I thought God loves me. Yeah, he does. That's why he sends just the amount of, the right amount of problems. Say, what do you mean? We don't like storms and rain. But what do you call a place that has no rain and all sunshine? A desert. What are you saying? God knows what we need. And God's going to put just the right amount of problems in our life to keep us healthy and leaning on Him. Now, when you go to dragging up next month's problems and thinking about it today, you're going to suffocate. Man was on a ship, walking down the side of the ship, carrying two anvils. Carrying two anvils. The ship went up and fell over. He's up, coming up there. Help! Help, help. He goes, comes back up. Help, help, help. And goes back on. By that third time, if somebody don't help me, I'm going to have to drop one of these ambles. How many of us are carrying stuff God never intended for us to carry? Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our daily bread. So why did he word it that way? Because he didn't want you worrying about tomorrow. It's going to take care of itself. It's going to get here soon enough. Let's just focus on today. If we could learn to just worry about the problems we have today, we'd be okay. Tomorrow's going to get here soon enough, but he's already been there. He's already been on Friday. He's already been there, and he's scouting the trail, and he's preparing our way. Boy, I want to shout right there. Listen, there's a precaution. Don't worry about the future. Don't worry about tomorrow's problems. Just deal with today. And I promise you this, you won't get overburdened. Why? We have a heavenly Father who cares about us. Church, say amen. Dear heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. Thank you for your touch. I thank you for your truth. Lord, all this stuff's 